Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group, and welcome to the BG Podcast. Our guest today is Tanya Burks, the Director of Real Estate for Austin ISD, AISD. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Hi, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're we'll, we'll glad to have you on. Um, before we get into kind of the, some of the topics rolling around the district and the properties it owns and kind of your role, I want to just get an overview of, of you know, your background leading to coming to Austin. Yeah, no problem. Um, I actually am originally from Houston, Texas, and I have kind of lived in some different cities, but I keep finding my way back. Uh, my background is actually mostly uh, federal. Um, I've worked for many years for the U.S. Department of HUD, where my focus was uh, community development, disaster recovery, affordable housing, and multifamily asset management, and affordable housing finance and development. Got you. So what is your, I mean, your role, it seems pretty self-explanatory, director of real estate, but for those who are unfamiliar with AISD and the property, you know, that the properties and owns, what does that, what does that role entail overall? No, that's a good question. I actually get it a lot. Um, a lot of people don't realize that school districts have a tremendous amount of land. Um, they have a tremendous, tremendous amount of partnerships with entities like the city, um, you know, and other major organizations around uh, Austin or any other city. Mm-hmm. So. A bit, half of my job, I would say, is kind of traditional real estate administration, um, like anyone would expect, handling lease negotiations, handling easements, um, dealing with traditional uh, purchases or sales. Uh, but right now, a large part of my position is actually handling um, kind of the administration of the 2017 bond projects. Um, a lot of the schools that have been um, recently modernized, like T.A. Brown and Go Valley, um, Ann Richards, schools like that. Um, and then lastly, and most importantly, um, a big part of my job is handling the asset repurposing, um, which is related to the uh, four schools that are going to be closing in the next couple of years. Um, as well as some other land and parcels that the district owns that a lot of people don't realize that they do. Yeah, there's a property, well, on that note, we'll get to the, those four schools, but um, this predated you, but I remember hearing, uh, I think AISD, it might have been a year or two before you came to the district, that they were, uh, it kind of opened up the properties that AISD owned, and one, it, was, it surprised me. I grew up here, that one of them was downtown, I think it was, it was, Oh man, it was the was the Austin Club. Was that your one of your properties? Around there, yeah. yeah. In 2015, there was a sale. There was a uh, attempt um, yes. to sell about 10 different properties. So a lot of people are really familiar with that uh, that 2015 um, kind of to 2018 time frame where mm-hmm. there was 10, 10 properties and or parcels that were up for sale, and the majority of those did actually end up uh, selling. Gotcha. So with the with the with the four properties that are kind of you know. Um, Available, not available, but they're, I guess, the district's figuring out what they want, how they want to use that. Can you give some background for those? Again, anyone, I think, in Austin who's kind of followed AISD or is on Twitter kind of was aware of some of the issues there. But um, for those who aren't, right, but maybe are interested now or in the future, could you give just a kind of a snapshot of the timeline of where we are now, how we arrived at having these properties available for um, some future use beyond, uh, you know, an elementary school? 
Absolutely. That's a great question. And I, I do get that question a lot um, from municipal entities and also um, people that I meet in the public. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, the school closings process obviously was extremely public. It was very um, difficult. Um, and it's, it's been a hard time for both the district and the community. Um, so I see this asset repurposing process as a way to kind of focus on the future, focus on rebuilding. Um, and I'm really glad that you're asking me this question because it gives me an opportunity to um, shed a little light on exactly what the district is trying to do. Because um, I know there's a lot of misconceptions. So as of now, um, Brook, Metz, Sims, and Pease are the four schools that are slated to close over the course of the next two years. Um, not all at once, but kind of in a steady um, focus. When the board approved those closures, there were certain stipulations that were put on that. Um, one is that we're not looking to sell any of those properties. Um, the board will have to approve any decisions we make. Um, we will have to go to the community with any um, potential options that we're looking at. Um, so nothing can be done uh, under the radar or off books or anything like that. Um, I know a lot of people have that, have that uh, concern and it's understandable, but it's unnecessary. Um, Part of the reason I was hired was actually to spearhead this. So I actually am the primary contact. So anyone can contact me directly um, and ask whatever questions they have. Um, we also have a website, a specific asset repurposing website that has gone live. And on that site, we um, kind of have, right now have a general uh, breakdown of what this process will look like. And there's also a survey that the public can actually go on the website and actually input their own ideas and their comments and rank some of the ideas that we have moving forward for each of those four properties. So we're looking to be very inclusive um, of the community. We're looking to be transparent. Um, we're looking to do this right. Um, so at this time, um, just to be brief with it, um, our focus is to use four properties for um, a community facing or public facing um, purpose, like a community center, um, green space, um, affordable housing, and workforce housing are the main two. Um, it's important that the public understand that the board is, uh, is championing that idea very strongly. They really wanna see affordable housing. So my background is affordable housing, so you can see that connection. Um, you know, that's in my wheelhouse, so I'm obviously gonna be pushing that as well, so. This is the um, board of trustees, for the, just to clarify, right, the school, the AIS, yeah. Austin ISD board, board of trustees. Yeah. Board an, trustee. important note, an important note too, right? I think some people don't understand that I think, and you probably experienced this, a lot of folks when they have their complaints or issue or matters with the district want to take it to the city or council and the mayor and realizing that, you know, AIC has its own governing board, the trustees, as well as own budgets and everything else. I mean, you're on, you're obviously you're interrelated with the city, but you're, you're your own municipal body. Same as That's the true. county or Cap Metro and you're all partners, obviously, in, mm -hmm. in uh, you know, in, in driving our city. That's correct. And um, the board definitely has many individuals who show up for public comment um, at the board meetings. All of that information is public on our website. Um, we do have a quite a bit of community that participates in those public opportunities to share their feelings and ideas and kind of get their voice heard. So those opportunities are going to continue to be available. Um, and under my uh, purview as the director of real estate, we'll also be having our own separate meetings where community members can come um, and, and go over uh, some details about what we're going to do with these properties. So yeah. um, is that information, that. that information too, we'll put, we'll put those links you mentioned in our show notes, but that, 
the kind of all those meetings where people who want to give input or get more information or get up to speed updated can go there for all that. Right. And as we keep things updated, um, we just we just keep going to that site and we just keep updating. So um, not all of the specifics of what's going to happen yet um, are listed, um, but at the same time, my contact information is there. So if there is some data that's not there that someone wants more information on, I'm definitely open to um, speaking to them and giving them you know, the best information that I have at the time. Hmm. I'm glad you mentioned those uses too, because I'm sure as you know, um, affordable housing obviously is a concern in Austin, especially for our teachers and just municipal, pers municipal personnel. Um, but also because you'll hear, I think, even with the information being out there, there are folks who'll say they're going to build a big 40-story co uh, condo tower in the middle of the east, I mean, uh, east side or neighborhood. And realizing these elementary schools, a lot of times, you know, the uses, they're, they're, they're really in the core of, of single-family home, you know, kind of neighborhoods. So there's only, by virtue of that, I think, limitations of what will be built there, practically speaking. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I mean, aside from the obvious, like, uh, you know, the zoning, um, you're absolutely right. And that's one of the many things I try to put forth to the public. And this is another reason why I try um, to take opportunities like this um, to get the information out. Um, not only is it the single family aspect of kind of the locations of these sites, um, there's also the site suitability. So a big part of our, our process with this asset repurposing is we're having a real estate consultant come in and assess each of these sites and let us know exactly what can be done. Um, you know, a lot of people need to understand that we can't just go wild west on these sites. Um, there's not only regulatory and zoning restrictions on the sites, but then just common sense wise, there's only certain uses that these sites can even have. Mm -hmm. So these, you know, so some of these more, you know, uh, out of the ordinary ideas are, are not even on our radar because, you know, we have restrictions. Yeah, I think it'll be, as you know, very important to keep reiterating that. So, because they're no matter what, I think even with the show or thing out, there are folks who are gonna still claim their tower is gonna be built, or you know, some you know Uber hel helipad or whatever is gonna be built there. So, <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. So, um, how, what's the what's the timeline of this process? So, you have a consultant you brought on already. Are you are you doing an RFP for consultant now, or what's that process like? Uh, yeah, we're definitely uh, going to be doing an RFP. Um, you know, right now we're in the process of that, you know, um, uh, pending the availability of, you know, school being, the district being open or closed or whatever impacts will be coming up shortly. You know, right. obviously might have some impact on that, um, as well as board meetings or even city meetings um, maybe being changed or altered. But for right now, um, you know, we're working on kind of a one to two year uh, schedule, obviously wanting to move as quickly as we can. Each school um, is slated to close at a different time. Mm -hmm. um, and that information is on the website I mentioned. So our timeline is obviously going to be meshed up with when each school is closing. Um, there are also state regulations that say once a school closes, there's a certain time frame that action needs to be made. So again, we can't just drag our feet and make this into some, you know, um, long drawn out process. We do have to kind of stay on top of it, keep things moving quickly. Um, and I know the public and the community members um, are definitely eager to uh, know what's going to happen to the properties. And it's not going to be a benefit to the community or the district to have any of those sitting vacant for any period of time. Our goal is to not have that happen um, and to just kind of keep keep this moving as fast as we can. Mm -hmm. Is the L, is the is the land Will the land development code at all impact, 
it's y'all's planning. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I answered my question there just because it's inherently it may, but would, would the LDC process once their code, uh, that new re revision, uh, if and when it's finalized, uh, really depending on all the things we're on now, if it pushes the timeline back on that, um, would that though a final revised land code anyway affect the properties at all? At all? Um, it may have a small effect. Uh, the city actually has um, been in communications with the district throughout the process. So they have definitely taken our needs and our consideration and our uh, future planning into account. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously the city uh, can take our um, suggestions into account. No guarantee that, you know, they'll be reflected, but I do appreciate the way they've listened to kind of what we're trying to do. So at this time, um, I don't see any direct impact um, for the negative. If anything, it might uh, maybe offer us more flexibility with what we can do, because right now school districts are zoned as P, public. So no matter really what happens with the code, the district's still going to be zoned P, public. So we're not going to get a tremendous amount of latitude in terms of zoning changes, but um, there may be some little tweaks made that allow us um, to move a little quicker through some of the city processes. Um, again, none of that's guaranteed or set in stone, but um, those can only help us. So that's the short answer. It can't hurt us, but it can either leave us the same or help us. Definitely. Do you, in this process, you know, I know, you know, November, there's a, a, sl a slew of national or federal, obviously, and, and local elections. Um, how is this process? So could this process, you know, just, is this process already, could it be retracted, I guess, by a new, a new board of trustees? I know there are several trustees that are either not coming back, um, that have already kind of said they're not going to run for election. Um, just kind of, just, or is this process kind of like set in stone? You know what I mean? I mean, is it already the, the I guess, yeah, I guess that's my question. Is the is process set in stone or is there a potential for those who are interested in working, you know, developers, other, other people who are wanting to get involved with this and their timelines, right? Like how, I guess, is the, is Austin IAC right now, you know, contemplating that going past November, no matter who this on the, who's on the board of trustees or is it up for kind of the trustees will? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, and we actually already have this um, kind of process uh, voted on. It's actually called the framework for repurposing uh, for community development. It was actually all the guidelines and all the structure was already voted on um, by the board. So really, um, no matter what happens with any potential changes to the board, um, this actual process, um, you know, is, is pretty much is pretty much secure and set. So yeah. I don't anticipate there to be any any changes in the next couple of years because this has already been voted on well, it makes sense right because i think on certain items just in the course of business if everything could be unwound then there's potential nothing ever gets done right right, right. We, Which we is always the case. it's always the case but certain things obviously because the planning on this like you know i think for just outside in you read some things and think some of these schools are closing tomorrow and it's you know and obviously that there's a timeline, a timeline of how these things can happen, practically speaking, right? Right, right. And, and you know, future boards, you know, and, the, and with the district, it always works like this, you know, future boards, you know, they have the power and the ability to do, you know, or make changes to these things. So, so I say that it's set in stone, but, and that's for planning purposes, but in reality, you know, we don't know what a future board of trustees is going to do or feel. However, at this time, the general temperature in the communities and within the board, um, you know, and their connections, um, a lot of people want to see affordable housing. So mm -hmm. maybe, 
maybe this plan exactly as is um, may undergo some changes, but uh, regardless of that, the workforce housing, uh, the desire to create that workforce housing for uh, teachers and you know, local uh, city staff um, and the affordable housing, those two go hand in hand, and I don't see any changes to that coming on the horizon. We're gonna be pushing forward with that um, one way or another, so. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a significant point because it's, there's not a lot, you know, Austin, especially in the urban core, you know, downtown, East Central, there's not a lot of land, well, land's is all expensive to build on, and so, when you have an opportunity, like when it's municipal entity that owns that property, you have way more, you have a, a lot of uh, say in how it's developed and what goes there. And this like in the case here, and there's opportunities to build, you know, mass affordable housing where it's needed, which is in the core, right? Because mm -hmm. right? everyone, everyone's, right. it's really so expensive, everyone's come downtown, um, mm -hmm. or far in between. And so this is a, this is a very significant opportunity um, for that, for proponents, for Austin proponents of affordable housing. Yeah, yep, it definitely is. And it's um, a lot of people actually have said, um, you know, that they feel the district has a has a duty to um, take heed of this affordable housing problem um, and to do something about it. So I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for the public to see the district is aware um, they're on notice and we're using all the firepower we have as a big school district to try to get some of these plans off the ground. And the district hiring me is probably the number one um, way that the public can see that they're taking this very seriously. Mm -hmm. For developers or, I mean, or the public or the business entities who are interested in working with the district relates to real estate, what's the best way to do business with you in terms of interaction um, process? Yeah, I mean, I get, you know, just a casual, informal communication. Um, you know, the district has different events. I'm often at different events. And, you know, I'm definitely uh, definitely open to an informal conversations about kind of the future of the district's real estate or decisions. Um, uh, as we move forward with um, kind of more set g goals for each of the sites, uh, our job will be to put out formal uh, procurement, um, RFPs or RFQs. So if we're looking to hire or to procure individuals, um, we will be doing that through a very public process. Um, again, all of this will be kept up to date on the repurposing site um, and any updates will be continuing as needed. And also, like I've said a number of times, I'm also available to answer questions or, or take meetings. Um, it's just important that everyone who's interested understand that um, any requests for uh, consultants or you know any type of um, folks will need to hire it will all be done publicly and it will all be um, you know made made well known so excellent uh, yeah well, great well Tanya thank you for your time again we have Tanya Burks director of real estate for Austin ISD uh, yeah thank you for your time have a great rest of the week and uh, to be safe out there all right. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.